Hey everyone, welcome to the Promise Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at My Promise Church. And to see what else is going on around here at Promise, please visit us at mypromisechurch.com. We hope this message you're about to listen to ministers to you and changes your life. Enjoy. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in church. I imagine you have on Christmas and Easter. There's significant days around the calendar. I would even maybe say, and maybe I'll change my mind by by Easter, but tonight I'm going to say that Christmas may be even more important than Easter because if he wasn't born, he couldn't die. Are you with me? And, and, and so don't, don't, don't get too deep in the theology there. Both of them are important. But I just want to say, if he wasn't born, he couldn't have died. And so the birth of Jesus ought to shine a light that changes us forever. Surely it changed Mary forever. She said, I, I, I'm young, I'm unwed. I, 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 how could this be? But for Jesus to accomplish the salvation mission He could not have the sin of Adam passed down to him as all of us did. He could not have a natural earthly father. He must be the son of God. And so this changed the entire world, the history of the world. It's impossible really to to explain how much changed. And she said, well, how is this going to happen? I'm a young unwed woman and, and this was impossible. There's no way this could happen. But what I want to say to you tonight is what we can't do, God can do. And, and what Mary couldn't do, God could do. And this is, this is the part of the miracle of, of Jesus is that when we get to our end, God is just beginning. And I believe in wisdom, I believe in discipline, I believe in effort, I believe in prudence and planning and and all of the principles of God's word, but how many would recognize there's times when we get in a jam? There's times when we run out. There's times when when we say, I I, I don't know where to go from here, and and Lord, I need you to step into my situation. And and you're going to have to step in, Lord, and do what I can't do and this, is, this is, ought to be just a light upon our path to recognize when we get into that situation, God is still a God of miracles. Naturally, Mary could not have conceived a son, and yet Jesus became born of a woman and became the son of God. This is a miracle, and, and really a miracle is when heaven touches earth. A miracle is when the natural is overtaken by the supernatural. Uh, when, when God puts his hand over our hand and says, let me take over the wheel here. And I, I just want to remind you today that when you get in that situation, God is still a God that interrupts the earth with power from heaven. She said, I am a virgin. How is this going to happen And the angel says a couple verses later in Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says, For with God nothing, no thing will be, uh, you guys are going to get me preaching tonight. I don't know, it wasn't my goal necessarily, but uh, it is always my goal to preach. I just wasn't trying to get riled up up here. For with God 
No thing, nothing shall be impossible. Woo! Somebody gave a, a Holy Ghost woo in the house. Notice it now with God. I think we misquoted a lot and say nothing is impossible for God, but that's not what it said. Now, it's true, nothing is impossible for God, but I want to say what it actually said. It said there's nothing impossible with God. Because what God wants to do in your life, he wants to do it with you. What God has planned in your life, he wants to do it with you. It's impossible with your ability, but nothing's impossible with God. It's impossible with your resources, yeah, but nothing's impossible with God. It's impossible with your history and your track record, but nothing is impossible with God. You have limits, you have weaknesses, you have sins, you have situations. Yeah, it's impossible, but it's not impossible with God. And there's impossible situations that we face in life, impossible for me, impossible for you. But the light that we have that shines upon us because of this Christmas story is that nothing is impossible with God. And so I want to connect my problem with God. I want to connect my situation with God. Every time you pray, you're connecting your request with God. You're connecting your lack with his resource. You're connecting your frailty, your fragility with his power. Every time you come into this place and sing songs of worship, you're connecting with his presence. Every time you, you, you call on his name, you're connecting with his power, his anointing, his ability. Every time you come into this house, you're connecting with his presence. Every time you open his book, you're connecting with his promise. Every time you give, every time you serve, every time you pray, every time you fast, you are connecting with God. And I don't know about you, but I want to connect my situation with him. I want to connect my problem with him. I want to connect my family with him, my home, my business. I, I, whatever it is in my life, I want to connect it with his light. And so I'm not doing this for God. I'm doing this with God because nothing is impossible with God. Maybe you're facing an impossible situation tonight. Let's connect it with God. Maybe you're facing a situation that's overwhelming. Let's believe God for a miracle. Let's believe God for light that will break into a dark situation tonight because I believe it can happen by the power of God because nothing is impossible with God. The second thing that ought to shine light into our life tonight is the power of His Spirit. It, it, it says in Luke chapter 1 and 41, it, it says, It happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. It, without reading the whole, the whole chapter there, here's what happened. Mary comes in the room and tells Elizabeth, she says, I'm pregnant. And Elizabeth, who's pregnant with John the Baptist, her baby leaps from the news of the coming Messiah. Can I give you a by the way tonight? Like a BT dub, Vanessa? You want people in your life that will leap 
when you give them good news. <laughs> you don't want people in your life that don't know how to leap or shout or, or be thankful when God does something in your life. You ever told somebody good news and they're like, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? There's people that aren't happy when you bought a new house. There's people that aren't happy when you got a new car. There's people that aren't happy when you had the baby. But the scripture calls us to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. I want to be somebody that rejoices when God does something good in your life. I want to be somebody that leaps and jumps and gets excited when God blesses you. Because just because God bless you doesn't mean he ran out of blessings. Still a blessing with your name on it, Ken. And so Elizabeth is full of the Holy Spirit. This is another miracle we see in the Christmas story. Zechariah was the father of John the Baptist. He was also filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth, the mother, was filled with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist, filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came over Mary. Uh, the Holy Spirit came over Simeon and Anna when they prophesied. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would move, do a work, come over a prophet, give a prophecy, maybe anoint for a short time for a task, a, a project, um, anoint Samson, anoint David, uh, uh, kings and prophets and judges, maybe. But then the, would often say the Holy Spirit would depart. But now in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is filling, overflowing, infilling, indwelling, and now the Bible says remaining. And the sign to John the Baptist in John 1 and 33 said, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and now remaining, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. That's the Messiah, because it was a picture of the new covenant believer, that the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon someone and fills someone, never leaves. This is good news, because whatever God has in your path, he will be with you. His spirit will stay with you. Whether you're feeling it today or whether you have uh, goosebumps or not, or whether it's a good day or bad day. The Bible tells us that He is with us, that His Holy Spirit is in you and remains in you. And, and no matter what you go through, David said, he, he never left me, but His rod and His staff were with me. And my, my promise, or the promise of the Holy Spirit to you today is that He is with you and that He is remaining with you. There is a power in the Holy Spirit. Mary said, how's this going to happen? And the angel said, well, the Holy Spirit is going to come over you. As somebody preached before, for every question, there is the Holy Spirit. For every how, there is the Holy Ghost. The answer for every problem in your life, the Holy Spirit has an answer for. How is that door going to open? I don't know, but you have the Holy Spirit with you. How am I going to overcome this thing? The Holy Ghost. How am I going to make it through? The Holy Ghost, how is my family? The Holy Ghost, how is my business? The Holy Ghost, how is this situation? The Holy Ghost is with you. I tell somebody, you know, in this Christmas season, you need the Holy Ghost to go to Publix. Somebody say, you need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. You need the Holy Ghost to get to Publix. 
Somebody said Walmart. I, I don't know. Whatever it is. I, you need the Holy Ghost to go to Target. You need the Holy Ghost to hit the parking lot. But it's the Holy Spirit that will take us from the natural to the supernatural. Jesus said, John baptized in water, but Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And, and with fire, yes. Jesus will baptize you with that fire. Uh, we need that fire. We need that power. Because how many know we have real problems in life? We have real life issues. And, and, and I want this church to not just... Be a church where you say, well, the, the, the parking lot is nice and the, the, the landscaping is good. But I want people to leave and say, we were in the presence of God. There was the power of the Holy Spirit in that house. And every time we come into this place, it's like, hey, that was a beautiful song, but the power of the Holy Spirit was on that song. Hey, that was a nice message. He said something that was funny or that stuck with me. But the power of the Holy Spirit was in that message. The power of the Holy Spirit was in that house. Because if not, what are we doing? Let the power of the Holy Spirit be in your life. Uh, next thing I, I, I saw is that that ought to, ought to light your path is that if God said it, that settles it. it I, I don't have time to go through it all tonight, but do you recognize how much prophecy was fulfilled at the birth of Jesus? Micah chapter 5 prophesied that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And he was. Jeremiah 31 prophesied that there would be an attack upon the Hebrew children at that time. And there was. Hosea 11 prophesied that the Messiah would escape to Egypt. And he did. Isaiah chapter 7 prophesied that the Messiah would be born of a virgin. And he was. And I could go on and on and on for, for, for an hour tonight about the prophecies that were written and confirmed by the hand of godly men hundreds of years before it happened, describing world events that would be taking place at the time of his birth, how he would be born, who he would be born to, where he would be born, and all of these situations surrounding his birth. Now that's awesome. It can build faith in Jesus as our Messiah. It can bring somebody to faith in the Lord. But what I want to emphasize tonight is that if God said it, that settles it. And God is not just a promise giver, but he is a promise keeper. And if God promised you, you can build your life on it. You can stand on it. I don't know about you, but there's been times God has given me a word to stand on. Maybe it was just in my daily reading in the Bible, and, and maybe it took years to come to pass. But I'll tell you, if God said it, you can stand on it. God gave Eve, Eve, a prophecy about Jesus being born, that he would crush the serpent's head that deceived her, and it was given long before Jesus was born. But guess what? It came to pass, and that, meant, that shows me that it might take a long time, maybe longer than you wanted, but if God said it, that settles it, and I want to stand on it. And it might, well, you might want it right now. You might want the miracle right now, but guess what? God does things in his time. I thought about how probably there's crock pots tonight that are going somewhere. Somebody might be having the oven preheated or something. I don't know if that's a fire code. I don't know. People are doing all kinds of stuff. They got things marinating and basting and, and soaking and did some prep work and chopped the onions up, all that kind of stuff. 
But I thought about how nobody does Christmas dinner in a microwave. At least I hope not. If you are, you can come to my house tomorrow. It's okay. But microwave, things get done in 30 seconds. But here's what I noticed. Things that are microwaved, they're not as good. <laughs> if you microwave in Christmas dinner, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not going to be the best Christmas dinner you've ever had. But things that are cheap are done in the microwave. Things that are expensive, they're done low and slow. Maybe somebody's, amen to that. Maybe somebody's doing a brisket. Maybe somebody's doing a roast. Maybe somebody's doing a turkey. Maybe somebody's doing a, a ham. All right, I'm, I'm getting it tonight. Maybe somebody's doing a Cornish game hen. I don't know. But they're all cooked low and slow. Christmas dinner is not cooked in a microwave. And I'm okay waiting because I know God is working and I know things are happening in the background and God is moving this and moving that for at the right time. He's going to put it all together. And when all those prophecies came together, Galatians 4 and 4 said, when the fullness of time had come, Jesus was born of a woman. What I want to tell somebody tonight is God is putting it all together. Stand on it. Wait for it. Believe for it. Because God does all things well. And he does all things in his time. I love Isaiah 55 and 10. It says, for the rain, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven. I don't think we have to worry about that here. And do not return there. But water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. It's beautiful and poetic language to say if God says it, that settles it. Because I don't waste rain, he says, I don't waste bread, and I don't waste words. If I said it, it's going to happen. I don't waste rain from heaven. I don't waste bread. I don't waste words. That's why Jesus said man does not live on bread alone, but we live on every word that comes out from the mouth of God, that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's an action word. It's a present word. Because if God said it, that settles it. And you might not see it right now, but I'll tell you, it is on the way. It is on the way. The other thing I saw is that God will shine light on your path to give you supernatural direction. The Bible says the Magi and the wise men came. Matthew 2 and 2 says they were led to Bethlehem. Because they saw a star. They left Asia and came all the way to Jerusalem, possibly a two to three year journey. They had a clear view of that star every night. God would part the clouds and lead them a little closer every night. How many would like clear and, and supernatural direction for your life? How many would want an answer, a, a direction, a path? This is the promise of Christmas for you. I, I, I noticed that God did not give them a map and say, here it is, just follow it at your own pace. Here's the, here's the starting, here's the, here's the finish line. 
But the Bible shows us that it was a daily or even rather a nightly leading that when the sun went down and the night sky fell, that the clouds would open up and the star would lead them for another night's journey. Do you know that's how God will lead you? He'll lead you step by step, day by day, night by night. So many people are stressed and confused trying to live year by year, but God is a day by day God. He's a he, he's a moment by moment. We're trying to figure it out month to month. We're trying to figure out decade by decade. But God is saying, I'll order your steps. If you'll just take this step, I'll show you the next step. If you'll just put this foot in front of the other foot, I'll lead you. I'll guide you. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worry for itself. I'm the God of yesterday, today, and forever. Just take a step with me. Romans chapter 8 said, those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Jeremiah chapter 33 said, call to me and I will answer you. God has an answer and direction for your life. He'll provide for you as well. Matthew 2 and 11 says, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshiped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Treasure chests. I don't know about you, but I have a wallet. I don't have a treasure chest. Maybe you all are laughing at me because you do. I don't know. Maybe you guys do. What's interesting to me, though, is that frankincense and myrrh were actually more valuable than the gold. They were three very costly gifts. I remember one year we were in the mall and my son Miles, we went by the cologne counter and he asked me if they sold frankincense <laughs> at the cologne counter. I said, I don't know. Let's ask him. I don't know. But from what we can see is these magi is mostly more than, it was most likely, most commentators will tell you it was a lot more than three. It was just that there were three specific gifts. Uh, most commentators tell us it was a caravan. It could have been hundreds of people. They were all rulers, they were all magi, they were all VIPs, wealthy people, lords in their own right. Uh, we just say there were three because there were three gifts. They arrive at the, the house. Likely Jesus had, had, had been born many months ago, possibly. Matthew 2 actually tells us that Jerusalem is in uproar over the visit. People took notice of this caravan and they come to Joseph and Mary uh, and Jesus. And we know that Joseph and Mary were just common people because when they dedicated Jesus on the eighth day, they gave an offering in the temple of just two turtle doves. We read that in Luke. It was the lowest acceptable offering in the temple that a very common and poor family would give. Not a lamb, not a cow, not a, a gold, silver, but just two turtle doves. So we know that Joseph and Mary were lowly people. But then they were just having this regular day. I don't know if Mary was in the house cooking. I don't know if Joseph was, was doing his carpentry work. But they got a knock on the door. We don't know how many were in that caravan. Maybe it was 300 people. I don't know what it was. And they all had gifts and treasure chests. And now they open these treasure chests full of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Can I tell you that conservatively this would have been a six figure gift that knocked on their door and could have been much, much more. 
Commentators tell us this was supernatural provision for the ministry of Jesus, that it was most likely saved, that people have even said this was likely the treasure that Judas was dipping into and stealing from. And I want to tell you tonight that God has provision for your mission. God has provision for your family. God has provision for your business. I don't know when that knock on that door is going to come, but I'll tell you, God will provide for you every step of the way. And when it comes, it will be over and above and beyond what you could have ever imagined. God has provision for your life. Music come, I, I'm, I'm coming to a close tonight. I, uh, I love the story of Simeon and Anna. It, it's kind of a, a story that's hidden in the, in the story of the birth of Jesus. There's these two old prophets in Luke chapter 2, and the Spirit of God had spoken to both of them. I believe I preached a message on the two of them in years past. But what was, what was so powerful is that they had both got a word from God that said they would not die until they saw the Messiah. Imagine that. The word of God came to them and said, you will live to see the Messiah. They had that promise from God. And I'll read it in, in Luke 2 verse 28. It says there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Verse 26 said, It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27 says, Moved by the Holy Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus, uh, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. And here's what he said. But before I get there, I want to declare to you to take that thing that God has promised you and put it in your arms and praise God for the miracle. It had been years and years and years that he was waiting on that promise. And maybe somebody here tonight is tired of waiting, but hold on, because God is faithful. Hold on, because God is good. Hold on, because if God said it, that settles it. And he said in verse 29, he said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. He's like, I, I've seen everything I needed to see. I, 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 you've been so good. You promised everything. And, and now I'm holding the promise in my hands. And I love verse 30. You've probably heard this said before. My eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, 
And here's what it said, a light for revelation, not just to the Jewish people, but to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. He said there that all people would see the light because of the promise that he was holding in his hand. He was holding baby Jesus, the Christ child, in his hand. And he said, because of this promise that I've been waiting my whole life to see, everybody will see light. And in just a few moments, we're going to stand together and we're going to light these candles as a sign of the light of the world. But before I do, I want to read one last text. Said in Isaiah chapter 9, unto us child is born. If you know this, read it with me. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I think most of us know that verse. If not, we've heard it before. We often miss who that prophecy was written to. In verse number two, it says, if you back up just four verses, it tells us who it was written to. It was written to people who walked in darkness, but have now seen a great light. Those that have dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. I love that. It's all right. I love that. And I think those people that are praising God right now and and just kind of sporadically bursting forth with praise, it's because they can attest to that. There was a day I was walking in darkness, but now I'm walking in light. There was a dark season in my life that I felt like I was in a valley of death, but But his light brought me out, led me out, and and brought me into a new day. I believe there's people in this room tonight that are looking for light and looking for hope. And I want to tell you tonight, there's hope. There's light. If you look up, you'll see the light of Jesus is alive and well. If you'll look up and receive him tonight, you can walk out of here with a new light in your life. I want to invite the ushers um, to come tonight. And they're going to come and get into place. And as they do, um, they're going to come through for two reasons tonight. Um, The first reason is that I'm sure there are people that have come in tonight Um, and maybe did not get a candle at the door. And so as they go through tonight, if you would just raise your hand, they will uh, make sure that you are prepared for the candlelight um, part here tonight. But also, as they go through, I want to give you an opportunity to give. Um, It is a Sunday. This is our church family. And 
want to give you an op- those an opportunity that have prepared an offering or brought their tithe. Um, as we come to the end of the year, I want to give you an opportunity to give. I also want to say to all of our guests tonight, there's no expectation of giving tonight. This isn't a, uh, there's no ticket sales here tonight. So if you're here, you're our guest. We're glad you're here tonight. But I want to give our church family an opportunity to give. So ushers, maybe move through. Uh, go ahead and move through. And if you need a candle, maybe just raise your hand there and they will uh, equip you with a candle tonight and, um, and make sure you're equipped. And as the ushers have passed you, if the ushers have passed you, I'm going to invite you to stand tonight. We're going to sing together as we prepare. powerful light really and truly is. They say that darkness is really not a thing. It's just the absence of light. Light is a thing. Darkness is just the absence of it. When this room goes dark tonight, we're going to see that even one little candle can chase off darkness. But here's what I love, and here's what I thought of this afternoon as I was preparing. Light is contagious. 
Light is easily passed on. Light grows. A fire, a candle, has the potential to get larger and larger and larger as it consumes more and more around it. And tonight, this room is going to go dark with the exception of this candle right here and the candles that are already on the stage tonight. But Jesus told us, I am the light of the world. He said that many people might not comprehend this light. But I want to tell you tonight that if you'll look for the light, that this light can lead you, can direct you, can shine into every dark corner of your world and to bring light that will illuminate God's plan and God's promise in your life tonight. I'm going to invite the ushers to come and to take from this candle right here. And they're going to move through the audience. And your part is to receive this light from the end of the row and to pass it down as a sign and a symbol of Jesus coming into this world and beginning in just a lowly and humble manger just a stable that was hewn out of rock but the light that came into that room that night has changed the world forever because tonight his light cannot be contained but his light shines all around this world tonight darkness you're going through tonight I believe this light can chase off I believe whatever darkness you're walking in tonight God can bring light into the darkest part of your heart I'm not going to ask anybody to raise their hand tonight or anybody to come to the front but I wonder how many would just recognize tonight I need the light of Jesus in my life I want to pray over you tonight. Lord Jesus, I just pray. Lord, as we shine this light tonight and as these candles spread throughout this room and throughout this house, Lord, that we've dedicated to you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would illuminate every heart and every mind with the promises, with the joy, and with the peace and the love that can only come from you. And I pray that tonight in Jesus' name.
can go with each and every one of us. The Bible teaches us that we we are a temple of God's presence, of God's spirit, of his love, his peace, and his joy. And as we go from this house tonight, it's my prayer that we will carry this light, the light of the world, with us wherever we go. You can blow out your candle tonight. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Share this message with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.